Howdy, everybody, and welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Black Am the Nerds podcast. My name's Max, and I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues, uh, Aaron Coutte. Hello. Spencer White. Hey, hey, what's up? And Alexis Sullivan. Hey. Thanks again for joining us this week. We've got Tower of God to talk about. Um, as well as some exciting Netflix news that we'll uh, start off with. Um, you know, uh, Crunchyroll kind of kicked off the, uh, kind of, uh, Webtoons adaptations, um, with, uh, Tower of God that started this spring. And, uh, looks like Netflix is trying to, um, cash in on, uh, on that as well. Um, Netflix, just announced a partnership with uh uh Korean director Yong Sang Ho, which I probably butchered. Um uh the uh Sang Ho's the director of the um uh, critically acclaimed movie Train to Busan. Um and uh he signed with Netflix to adapt adapt um the webtoon Hellbound. Uh, yeah. Um, except for, um, he's working on his, uh, sequel to Train, uh, Train to Busan, uh, that's set to release this year, but, you know, with all the postponements, um, that might get pushed back, um, but, um, as far as this, um, adaptation, it's exciting, um, we still don't know if, this uh hellbound adaptation will be animated or if it will be live action and it will be co-produced by um korea's uh lazen studio which i probably butchered that as well but they specialize in taking them and taking webtoons and turning them into movies and video games um because uh for the most part, um, there have been a few webtoon adaptations, but usually they're like live action. Um, but it's just nice with Netflix that it'll get, um, uh, you know, added exposure, especially in the West. The West. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the story, um, uh, Hellbound, um, it's about, um, surviving under social chaos when a group of supernatural beings appear and condemn people to hell. A new religious group interprets them as the will of the divine. Yeah, so, you know, another webtoon adaptation, that's exciting. We still, um, uh, we still don't know all the details, but, um, Aaron, you know, what are your thoughts on, uh, Hellbound being adapted? It's an interesting choice. I mean, it fits with his previous work, but I think it's going to be lighter in tone, I guess you could say, than what he's used to. But at the same time, I think he'll bring sufficient horror to it. And I think if something like Web, like Hellbound is getting adapted, then other webtoons that might have more focus, I think will. Like one that I know a lot of people fuck with is Laura, is Laura Olympus. I can see that getting animated very easily. So I feel like this paves the way for even more since they already got like a few. Yeah. 
do you think do you think it will be live action or do you think it will be uh, animated? They're gonna be animated. I feel like live action would be a rough. Like I'd be. I feel like live action would be tough to, to pull off. Like it might, like it would be like a, you know, sometimes we get those live action movies that like animated like JoJo or something. And they're like oh. usually pretty solid. It would be nothing near that. So, yeah. Um, no release date for this yet. I mean, it's obviously going to be a few years out um, from now at least. Um, Alexis, uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I don't know anything about Hellbound, but I do hope that we see more webtoons get animated. Um, cause I am really, really hoping that we get solo leveling, solo leveling, um, animated. Um, oh, I know shit. there's only like a hundred, there's only like 110 chapters so far. And but, it's got a lot light novel material. Yeah. It feels like a lot more. But, I want to see that animated so bad. So I'm hoping that this opens the door for solo leveling next or soon. Spencer, um, what's your take? Uh, yeah, just like Alexis, I don't know much about, about it, but I am more happy to see webtoons finally getting, you know, more exposure, exposure and everything. I would like to see stuff like lore. Lower Olympus, everything else get animated, but I'm not sure how that would be done. I feel like if anyone was to do it, it'd probably be some kind of Western audience placing stuff like Cartoon Network or something do it. But for the most part, I'm, I'm excited about it. But my main gripe is Netflix track record when it comes to anything animated is kind of flip flop. You know, on on one hand, you'll have great animation, Devil Man, and uh, I guess for a, to an extent, Cannon Buster was pretty good. But then you still have other animations that they have that's not, I guess you could say, good. So it kind of depends, but I'm still going pretty optimistic about this one. Yeah, for sure. You know, um... I feel like Yun is a pretty proven uh, director at this point. Like, I'm sure whatever the final product is, both will be satisfactory. And, yeah, it seems like we're kind of on the cusp of um, something big as far as, like, these webtoon adaptations go. Like, like the 2020s might be known – it's kind of like the decade for like webtoon adaptations, possibly, depending on how things shake out. Um, so yeah, just be on the lookout for more uh, news on that. And, um, you know, without further ado, we can kind of just roll into our, uh, review of episode four of, uh, Tower of God. Um, I'll kind of just read off, um, a brief synopsis of, uh, I'll just read off a synopsis of the episode, and then we can uh, get right into it. Uh, yeah, so after taking the lead in the crown game last episode, episode four of Tower of God begins with Anak's team now in the position to defend their seat 
on the throne for a chance to win a pass to advance up the tower. As the gates surrounding the arena be- begin to open, Anak, Hats, and Shinitsu find themselves confronted with multiple teams with their sights set on the crown. The three brush off most of their opponents with ease until one team in particular causes them unexpected trouble. Anak's team is taken off guard when the man, Lore, reveals himself to be a powerful Shinzu user, blasting the throne with a giant wave of energy. The reveal of Lore's abilities enrages Anak, who proceeds to use her whip to wildly attack the other teams and thrash the arena from a distance, enforcing Lore's squad to retreat. As Bomb, Kuhn, and Rock watch Anak's rampage from their respective waiting room, the black march in Bomb's possession begins to vibrate, awakened in the presence of Anak's unleashed whip. Anak becomes transfixed on the black march, confronting Bomb and, de- and demanding to know why the legendary sword was in his possession. Mm. Recalling to her teammates that only uh, Jihad's princesses should possess weapons in the 13th month series, Anak reveals that she is not only a princess of Jihad herself, that her weapon is another in the series known as the Green April. When he refuses to hand over the blade, Anak makes a bet with Bam. If his team survives and wins the crown game, she will give him the Green April. If the team is eliminated, he would relinquish the Black March to her. As Bam, Kuhn, and Rock enter the arena and take the lead in the crown game through some of Kuhn's quick moves and trickery, another team prepares to enter in the next round. One member proceeds to ask their teammate, a blonde woman in a hood, if they were allowed to kill the competitors without discretion. The woman looks up, revealing herself to be Rachel, and as she stares out at Bomb, she grants her teammate permission to eliminate any and all opponents through any means necessary. Get at these niggas. <laughs> so, yeah, episode four, um, lots of action. Uh a few mysteries uh, revealed, a few more uh, created in this episode. Um, Aaron, what were your thoughts on episode four? This is what I was waiting for you guys to see. And I'm, I like that they busted it out that early. They didn't prolong the battle. So that's kind of cool. Because I was thinking it would be the episode five would get the reveal. But here, in the heat of battle, we see, you know, Rachel. And I'm glad that, you know, we don't have her postponed. So that was a good thing, along with the fact that we get to see Shinsu at like a major level for what it is now and how it works. And also a next conflict about the Black March and the Green April, which I always thought was really good. And then just how fluid everything was. The fights flow. I don't know yeah. if that anybody else feels that way, but like they really flow and our boys got caught up to the episode yet. Our boys got to look good once again. True that. Uh, Alexis, uh, what did you think? Um, I really liked the episode. Um, I loved seeing um an ox weapon uh in action. Um I was really caught off guard by the end when, I mean, because we had already suspected that that was Rachel, but when her teammate asked her, like, 
can we kill everybody? And she looked straight at Bam and was like, yeah. I was like, oh, this bitch is, like, trifling. Like, <laughs> you, like this bitch is fucked up for real. Because, like, you know him, and he's here for you. And, like, for this person to be like, can we just kill everybody? And she's just like, yeah, you can kill everybody. That's cool. Like, damn. I was like, man, this bitch ain't shit for real. I really have a theory about that. I really feel like my yeah. only theory, like, pertains to her, is basically her just being like, yeah, if he dies, he dies. I mean, I ain't telling him to come. That's still fucked up. I mean, I mean, it's true, but still. It's true. Like, the, like the world the, the world ain't gumdrop and lollipops. See? This is a dangerous place, nigga. He gotta get with it. He dead too. People are shooting out here. What she what 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 she what she look like helping him out? Because if she helped him out, then she gonna she gonna look crazy to everybody else. She already been there for a good little minute, so Right. I mean then they're gonna be like, now I gotta kick both y'all asses. Yeah, now it's gonna be now it's gonna be both of y'all. <laughs> we don't she don't want that she don't want that heat. People are clapping Shinsu at him. I'm like, nah, it's, this is I feel like it's that, and I feel like she knows that if they try something with him, it's probably not going to work. I don't know. Maybe. Also, Anak's royalty status explains a lot about her. Like, when they brought that up, instead of her just being bougie to be bougie, or, like, being like Rack, both big and green, and not good <laughs> interactions, right. her being royalty makes sense. Right. Yeah, I really like the um, uh, kind of the, like the symbolism. Um, you know, before it's like officially known that she is a princess, you know, just her sitting on the throne, um, wearing the crown. That was kind of a, that was some nice foreshadowing there mm-hmm. that I appreciated. Um yeah, and you know, like more lore and will, world building. You know, this um, uh, thirteen thirteen uh, month series of weapons. You know, like I'm I'm interested in learning more about that, and it kind of suggests that um, you know, thirteen months. You know, like in, you know, in our world and system, there's only twelve. Um, so where does that thirteen come in? Um, that was kind of another thing I thought to myself when we watched the episode. Um, and yeah, it was great to see, um, like the animation was really good at times, especially when, um, Anak used her ignition. Yes. That was super well done. And I really like how, um, like, uh, Shinzu as like, like the power like system and like energy source. Like I like how it looks. Right. Like, I like this like water like like energy. Um it really helps with how they explain it to and just it gives credence to what Shinsu is. I like how you described it as being like water. Flowing. Yeah, it's water. Yeah. Flowing. Yeah, and I don't, you know, it's we're only four episodes in. There's there's a lot of interesting characters. 
Um, but I don't know. Uh, Shinizu is, is one of my favorites already, I think. Um, tracksuit man. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, I'm, uh, Leorio from Hunter Hunter is one of my favorite characters and, like, I feel like, uh, like personality wise, I, I kind of see a lot of, uh, a lot of Leorio in, uh, Shinizu, just like his feisty, like, uh, persona, like, He's not necessarily like like a fighter like per se, but he can he can like hold his own and like do his thing. He's with the uh, shit. Yeah. Um, He's with it all. You know, in this world of like fantastical like beings and whatnot, you know, track the, the tracksuit almost always seems like the the sign of just like like ordinary, right? Um, it's Hawkeye hanging around the Avengers. Yeah. Why well, and, like, like too, like, one of my favorite series is um, ReZero, and, like, Subaru is in his tracksuit, <laughs> like, 95% of the time. Um, just very ordinary and, like, normal. Um, so it's kind of cool to kind of see a guy who's seemingly at least normal, like, Trying to hold his own with all these <laughs> monsters around him, um, and the and the comedy with him is pretty great too. Yeah, I mean, were there any um, kind of interesting points in the episode that uh, you guys liked? Strategy. Um, yeah, like um, you know, are, are you referring to kind of like the like the order and like when to like challenge for the crown, sort of? Yeah, the different waves and. How the game played out. Yeah, that was cool. Like, um, it's, yeah, it's kind of like a chess game almost. Like, like uh, everybody was pretty much just waiting uh, for, hoping for like a Knox team to get eliminated before really trying. Um, and the only team that tried, like, had an ace in the hole. Um, they had a chance at getting the crown. Yeah, what did you guys I, think I of? Oh, uh, what was that, Spencer? I, said, I always like strategy and, and things like that. It, it makes it feel a little bit more, a little more grounded. Even though it's not grounded, it still has that feeling. For sure. Um, what did you guys think of uh, uh, Laura, aka Sleeping Bag Man? Um, you know, it's kind of like a trope usually in, in shows like this, you know, like the, the person who sleeps all the time or just doesn't pay attention usually has something usually is like, ends up being like super strong or like something like that. And that was that definitely the case. That sounds yeah. a bastard. <laughs> That's one thing I watch out for in anime. Niggas who don't get enough sleep. Niggas who don't get enough sleep. Yeah, basically. You learn really once quick. Saw, once I saw a nigga sleeping, I was like, yeah, it's him. It's, it, it's gotta be him. He's sleeping, but so he's gonna be sleeping somebody. He's gonna put you to sleep. You know, um, the, the wall test, uh, in like the second episode, like looking back mm-hmm. on it, like it's 
kind of just the Didn't cool he just way. Walk me on? Hmm. What was that? He was in that episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, Didn't everybody. Just yawn and walk through it. Well, yeah, like huh. it's just interesting because you know using using that as like a like a measuring stick, you can kind of like figure out who the like head honchos are, so to speak. Uh, he walked in without a problem. Uh, Hats and uh, Anak walked in without a problem. Uh, Rack and uh, Coon did as well. Yep. Uh, speaking of Mr. Coon, uh, he was definitely uh, in his bag in this episode. Once again. Um, <laughs> um, what did you guys think of uh, his kind of uh, showing in that opening round, you know, with all his, like, abilities. I need to know exactly what his abilities are, like how he was able to move so fast and, like, what's going on with his bag. I need to know. Yeah, I can't wait to find out more about that. But he's one of those niggas that always got a trick up his sleeve. Don't you mean in his bag? In his bag. Wow, I'm going to go sit in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gosh. But I'm, I'm still so curious about it. Yeah. I think the well, most interesting thing is how everybody in this world is so bizarre. No one's normal. It's fun, but it's funny that all these people are like referred to as like regulars. <laughs> so you guys are far from regular. Um, yeah, it's interesting that, like, in, this episode kind of uh, put this idea in my head, you know. He was able to create a duplicate of the crown. Right. Uh, in the past couple episodes, uh, Rack has been snacking on, like, a hundred candy bars. Um, you, see how, you see how big that boy is? We talked yeah. about this last time. We just so, talked about this last time. <laughs> so I want. I wonder if, um, you know, like with this bag, like the key component to that is uh, like duplication or like replication. Yeah, good idea to have. That's not a bad idea, actually. I'd I'd, I'd believe that. Sex. That, that crown looked pretty much identical to the actual one. I thought it was. Yeah, I, I was confused. I was like, why are you throwing the crown? Yeah, I mean, I guess kind of moving on, you know, what are you guys, um, what are you guys hoping to see from episode five? I mean, it seems like Rachel and Bob are on a collision course to like meet each other again, at least. I think that's what episode five should be. It should be about her, her. Oh man, we're gonna, we're gonna get so many fucking topics next week. <laughs> we're, gonna get, we're gonna get so many topics. There's gonna be, I hate this nigga, Rachel. <laughs> oh boy. What, do you, what are you hoping to see, Alexis? What'd you say? Uh, what are you hoping to see from uh, episode five? Um, I hope that we find out exactly what Kuhn's powers are. Like, I don't want to wait to find out. I want to know now what his powers are. I want to know why 
Rachel is like killing people. Why she doesn't give a fuck about Bam? Um, like, I have a lot of questions. Right. Rachel, Rachel just. I want to know who the the like giant man on her team is. Like, we've seen both her and and. Uh, We've seen the mystery chick and, and Rachel, but the guy, like the giant man hasn't been, uh, revealed yet. Um, that's the big homie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just lots to look forward to, uh, um, next week. Um, it should be an exciting episode for sure. I'm hoping for plenty of action there. Um, we can kind of just uh, move on to our uh, next uh, topic at hand. Um, I figured uh, we take this time to kind of just get to know, uh, kind of let the listeners get to know us a little bit better. Um, uh, oh, shit. I, yeah, I thought we'd try implementing some questions, so uh, I'll just be asking you guys what your favorite uh Anime slash manga genre is and why. Um, I can I can kind of start off, I guess. Um, my in, my interest has uh, changed so much over the years. Um, I used to just straight up be a battle shonen junkie. Um, I've, I very much used to be, uh, I guess, what you would call a uh, meathead. Um, whereas, like, if it didn't have fights, I didn't really care. Um, but I've, uh, I've broadened my horizons in the past couple of years. Um, I would probably have to say, so long, I can't, um, pin it down to just one. It's probably just neck and neck with, uh, um, rom-coms, romantic comedies, and, uh, like, fantasies. Um, and I guess with fantasies, more isekai stuff. I just really love, um, with fantasies, I just really like to escape to other worlds and learn how they work. Um, learn about all the lore, um, that goes along with it. Um, all the different types of creatures that you can have, like, in fantasies. Um, I just really like kind of diving headfirst in, uh, to the world, into the worlds. And, um, yeah. And I feel like, you know, some of those stories can be pretty dark. So I like to chase those with, uh, like rom-coms a lot. Um, just cause, you know, like everybody, I appreciate a good laugh. Uh, and I just like how, uh, you know, the characters kind of tend to start as, uh, you know, complete strangers and kind of grow over the course of the series into their own independent people while, um, creating, uh, lasting friendships and stuff. Um, I think, I feel like that's probably it for my, on my end, at least, um, Aaron, uh, for you, uh, what would you oh, say your favorite genre is? 
Damn, uh, I had the mullet over as well, like you. <laughs> but what I came to the conclusion is that I really grew to like sports series. Like, yeah. when they, there's some that I'm just like, come the fuck on. But when they hit like right, when they get the emotion and the feeling of it, and you can tell the passion that the author has for it. That's when I really like it. Like, Haikyuu's a great example of that. It always hits things with the right emotional pitch. Like, from every win to loss, training, like, the self-doubt, the peaks you can reach, how you can push through them, all different types of people. And, like, for example, Ace of the Diamond is a really good one. And, like, the first episode has him talking to his friends he's about to go to the prep school and they're all apologizing for not being great teammates or not knowing how to play feeling like they held him back and they're hoping the best for him he was nervous about going and he tries to put on a strong face and then after the doors close he starts crying and talking about you know how he's gonna rep his team rep his town for them and found that emotion like you know somebody going somewhere new because of their skill and being able to, to take advantage of those opportunities to catch that is really nice. So I like that. Heck yeah. Um, is is there a series um, in particular that kind of encapsulates that for you? Yeah. Haikyuu, Diamond Day, Slam Dunk is a classic one. Like, we all know how Slam Dunk starts, right, guys? From the Slam Dunk? Yeah. <laughs> Sakura, okay, the main character starts playing basketball to impress a girl. That's the main reason he starts, but as he goes through the series, he starts to get a love for the game. He starts getting actually better, too. And there's a moment in the series where he's like looking up at the lights, and when he says, I love this game, that's the moment he delivers such a simple lie, you really feel it. And, like, when something can do that for you, that's when it's really good, in my opinion. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, because I figure you guys would want to read it sometimes, so. No, I need to get on the the uh, slam dunk train, for sure. Yeah, I've heard about it. I've heard a lot about it, but I've just never jumped on it yet. It's It's special. Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. White, um, what would you say your favorite genre is? Now you know. That's not even fair. All right, so I'm going to give you a quick history lesson. Oh, shit. Um, up until maybe freshman year of high school, I was nothing but battle shonen, psychological, and, like, very gruesome. If it wasn't bloody, I wasn't watching it. <laughs> so I had met this one girl, and oh, shit. she put me on uh, School Rumble, and I haven't looked back. <laughs> and ever since then, if it if it ha- if it happened to have somebody falling in love, a lot of comedy, I'm there, and it's been that way for. <sighs> A, a long time, actually. But then maybe a couple of months ago, 
I started to dive more into harms because why not? <laughs> I think I, I think I, I think I started with high school DXD, and I'm sure people who are listening remember what happened when I got caught watching that show. For those who don't, I got destroyed by my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he beat that ass. Oh, Did she beat oh. that ass? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so so I put it so I put it in the group a couple months ago, but I'll give you the quick the quick bit was that I was watching in this I was watching at home and she came home like pretty early and she was like, Hey, what are you doing? I was like, Oh, I'm just watching TV and as she's um <laughs> turning her head, uh Akino likes to do Akino things. Oh and unfortunately I had the un- I had the uncensored version. Oh damn! So it was dead silent for like two seconds, and in my and in my head I'm like, all right, we're good. Don't worry about it. She walks in her room, and I'm like, okay, we're good. Don't worry about it. I hear a jingle. But <laughs> <laughs> so I heard okay. the jingle. I lit- I legitimately like turned off my PS3, turned off my TV. <laughs> I grabbed my outside shoes and I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> and mind you, I'm on a, like, I used to live in a two story house. Oh, so boy. as I'm trying to leave, I see her open the door. And I kid you not, there's about 16 steps from the first, from the first floor down. I cleared it <laughs> in one hit. <laughs> I cleared, I cleared it and I never ran so fast. But I was two seconds away from hitting my front door, and I felt something grab my ankle. Oh shit! Oh, and what made crap. me mad was that when she grabbed my ankle, the first thing I said was, "How did you get down so fast?" <laughs> <laughs> and so that was like that was like maybe junior year. So junior year and senior year. If I ever watch any kind of anime, she would have to know what it is and watch at least <laughs> one episode with me. Oh man! And within those years, high school DXD still kept going. And so when I told people I used to watch it, they're like, "Oh, oh. they're like, oh, oh, you, oh, you rolled the wave, didn't you?" I said, "Oh no, honey, I was, I was grounded." I was watching. But now that I'm older, I I do also get into that when I when it's into romance if it has certain nudity i won't go into this but there's a few manga i should not be reading <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> the chapter another chapter came out last um yesterday and i read it don't know why <laughs> but mostly i i do my favorite aspect is when it's one person and multiple people that have affection for them because you see different types of affection it's not just it's not just cut and dry. Okay, I I like this guy. I'm gonna cook him a bento or whatever, and then he's gonna fall in love with me. It's somebody that's gonna drop kick you in your face. You just been married. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm totally not upset about Nisiko. I totally not. But yeah, it's people that can drop kick you in your face, and you probably end up marrying them, even though the person you should have been with was right next to you for five years. You know what? I'm not upset. Look, man, share, share your struggles. Share your struggles. It's okay. I'm just saying. The girl you destined to be with for so many years was literally right next to you for ten years. You didn't say anything, and then when she tells you that that she, that she's the destined one, you say, "Okay, that's nice. I'm gonna move on." Destiny. <laughs> the, the childhood. That's, that's, so, that's, that's so, the childhood. That's that's only right. 
do we say he screwed Destiny or he did not screw Destiny? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I le- it's been like how many years since Missy Corbett ended? It's, that was like what, 2013? Look, I don't man. know. Look, man. I empathize with your struggles. I just know that I was a Sugami fan, so I lost double. <laughs> I lost a lot. And that's another issue is the waifu wars. Um, You're going to lose a lot. You're going to lose a lot. Oh, yeah. If you've this never true. felt true pain before, love a Japanese woman. <laughs> love a Japanese anime woman. You'll feel pain. You'll feel actual. I need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, We'll give you your we'll give you your minute. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alexis, what would you say your favorite genre is? Um, so when I first started out watching anime, my I I only watched shonen because that was the first thing that I saw. Um, so I was probably really into shonen from when I started in two thousand nine up until probably like three years ago or so um and so now i've kind of branched out a little bit now i'm um really liking slice of life like i at first i hated slice of life i was like i was like that's that's whack like why would i want to watch that and then i happened to watch an anime called um restaurant to another world and i didn't know Mm. that it was slice of life until actually after i watched it and i was like oh okay well this was actually kind of kind of awesome um and so then from there i I'm kind of between Shonen and Slice of Life, and I do really like um, Isekai and yeah, those three I would say are my favorites. Yeah, um, do you have uh, do you have a favorite Isekai series? Yeah, do you? Oh, let's see. Uh, Probably ReZero. I, I think I'd have to go with ReZero. Whoop, I think that's whoop. my favorite though. That's, that's the best. I, I just like Overlord yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So that's on. So that's on Rim. Yeah. Who? I, I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> oh, Who the fuck that was Rim. Every time. <laughs> you know what? I wish they added. I wish they added a bomb in that just because. <laughs> just. just I can't really imagine Amelia swearing though, but that would well, be. That's, that's what would get me because I'd be like, I could just pic- picture it. That would actually work really well. She'd be like, "Who? Who is this other girl you're talking about? Who is who this the bitch? Fuck is who is this rim bitch?" Come on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Everybody, everybody, uh, watch ReZero. That's your assignment this week. Please yeah. watch it. Yeah. It's super good. Season two drops in July. Hopefully. Hopefully. Damn, that's soon. Don't tell me otherwise. It feels soon. 65 days. Isn't Not that, that I've been counting. Isn't that when Baki drops on Netflix? Yeah. That's supposed to be oh, summer hell. too. Oh hell yes! Then I can finally brag about the best fucking part of New Grappler Baki. 
You have no idea how long I want to see this shit animated. Ho, ho, ho. You know, how, feels, yeah. you know how those old Shaw Brothers movies have those like kung fu tournaments or like blood yeah. sport? That's yeah. what we're getting. That's what we're getting. Oh, it's, ba- it's basically blood sport with Yujiro, Baki, Ali Junior, and about Shaw Brothers. I was arguing <laughs> with folks yesterday about. Oh, yeah, Apparently, people don't think that uh, Wu Tang Clan guys are like nerds. Oh yeah, I, remember Raj I don't know how that got it. <laughs> well, we got we got this weird way of people talking about nerds. It seems like. Oh my God! Here comes the Megan Stallion conversation. I'm ready. No, no, no. This is the one thing that gets me. Like a lot of folks are nerds, but then they say, "I can't follow fate." There's too many series. And it's like my nigga. You never heard of alternate universes? As a concept, you can't <laughs> grasp around that concept, and you watch fictional shit. Keep real with you, I didn't. But that's what kills me because people like miss these concepts. They're talking about, you know, this makes no sense that so and so can do this when it is explained to you. There's like laws in the shit, or like one thing people saying the Wu Tang weren't nerds because I guess how they rapped. They use fucking Shaw Brothers films for beats. Right, yeah. Answer the 36 Chambers is a whole ass reference. Can't get no more than that. Song titles. Method Man be making Spider-Man references all the time. He raps with a nigga that went by Wilson Fisk, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure he did. It's like, uh, people think that, like, like, if you're a nerd, like, that means, like, you only like, like, anime and, or, like, comics and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like, no. You like science. You can like other shit. Right. I mean, like, uh, Wu-Tang, they helped kind of uh, make, um, like, watching, like, old school, like, martial arts and, like, kung fu flicks, like, like popular, right? And like normalize that, like in you know the African American community for sure. And yeah, brought to like you know people sitting at home watching those flicks, going to the theater to see them and everything. It's like wow. And shoot, uh, Ghostface, like one of his uh, personas is Tony Stark's. I know niggas will say just because the S, extra S is there is not Tony Stark, but we know who the fuck he means. Yo, right, I yeah. first want to say that that's the funniest thing ever. Like, this man used Speed Racer for a beat. <laughs> I still remember <laughs> that music video. I feel like you can be a nerd at anything if it's something that you're passionate at. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I feel like you could be a nerd in math and a nerd in English and a nerd in science and a nerd in sports, history, anything, really. Hell yeah. As long as you love what you're doing. And on top of that, I don't necessarily see the point of people worrying about when something is anime or not. Because, I mean, we're just <clears throat> people stolen from a different country to living in a, another country stolen by other natives. Listening to 
anime from a whole different country made by a whole different race of people. Right. Who are we to say what anime is? I mean, like, one thing I like about some manga is that we got delinquent series, which is basically teenagers fighting each other. Gang shit. Gang shit. <laughs> That's literally what it is. They just rolling up to your school. I'm the badass in my so high. Who wants to fuck with me? I got 30 niggas with me. And like... <laughs> and none of them will fight. Right? And like, nah, we're going to sell this man to man, nigga. <laughs> and God, we ain't going to jump you. And they, they actually don't. They really don't. And they be, they be looking at this shit like, damn, that's disrespectful. That's These niggas be having... Be having wars and shit. Imagine being a principal getting fucked like that. That's insane. That's why I want to see crows or worse animated. Because they literally be treating this whole town of theirs like, you know, Game of Thrones shit. Oh, what school you rep? What school you rep? How's the motherfucker? (laughs) What you rep out there? Suzerain? Crows? What's your GPA looking like? You looking good? <laughs> nah, man, my GPA trash as fuck. Oh, this that nah, means man. he tough. That means he tough. Don't fuck with him. We, we gotta stay at the school, man. You gotta help you, man. You gotta go to you gotta go to college, man. You better, nah, man. Nah, with, with those delinquent series, is it is it like is it like similar to sports anime where like the like the third years like leaving is basically like treated like like a death kind of yeah or like you know since they're delinquents and they know pieces of shit they're like i gotta go in the real world man i gotta live real life but you know what i'm happy i get to do what i love or you know somebody's like damn it i gotta join a yakuza now oh speaking of yakuza i was about to say that like is that the same thing uh, kinda. It's different. Most of the delinquents are just kids who like you know mess around. When it comes yeah, to like it's not yakuza, like organized crime. Like your gang will basically just be a bunch of you and your boys. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, or like a biker gang. Yakuza is like grown ass folks are like, because in worse they actually fight a whole gangland yakuza family and a bunch of one on ones. Which is something. Why don't we take this outside, eh? They fought in they fought in like an abandoned building, one on one each. Oh, you love to see it. Man. It was great. I was like, yeah, I fucks with it. Let's do it. That's kind of a good uh that's actually a really good segue into our uh anime and uh, manga recommendations um uh aaron do you have anything uh to recommend to listeners yeah so since we're on the topic of delinquent stuff i'm gonna <laughs> recommend hiroshi kakahashi and crows it's an older series but it's pretty great it got great comedy boy Michi is a new transfer student to suzer and all boys high school a place where only the worst delinquents assemble Basically just the most reckless niggas, like, their GPA is basically N.A. <laughs> Due to its large amount of delinquents who are hated by the general people for their inauspiciousness, similarly to Crows. There's also known as Crows High School, which plays to the theme of it all because Haramichi is ridiculously strong, but irresponsible. 
So I would ask him this new environment and everybody's a delinquent. So basically the school it's one of those schools where everybody's tough. And then you have an outsider who comes in that shakes up the whole dynamic or dichotomy. He shakes up the power structure. Dude comes into town, first person he knocks out, turns out to be a gang leader. He fucks them up. He fucks his boys up. And throughout the series, we get to see him adapt to it and live through it. Amateur. And then there's the sequel series, Worst, which takes place about four years after that. And we meet a boy from the mountains named Hana. Bald-headed monk, bald-headed monk kid. Who's like the nicest person ever attend this school? Because most people are assholes when they attend that school. <laughs> so he decides he's gonna, he's gonna unite the whole school. That's his goal for the next three years. To unite the school. Um, for me, um, anime that I would recommend, um, would be Classroom of the Elite. I feel like that doesn't get talked about very often. Um, but Classroom of the Elite was really good. Um, it came out like two years ago, I think. Um, yeah. so it's not, um, it's not old or anything, but it was really good. And I wish that there was another season. I don't know if there's going to be another season or not, but I am hoping that there was another season. It was, um, okay, let me try to remember. It was these kids go to a school, um, oh, something about their It's like their an elite. Rank. It's like an elite yeah, school, and, like, and um, they're they're all like when you when you go when you when you're a first year you're divided up into four classes A B C and D, uh huh, and the D class is like deemed like defective, right, right. Like, it, it's an elite school, but like the people who are quote unquote defectives have some some sort of glaring flaw whether it's like it's usually like a personality quirk or something um and uh in order to kind of get the best um be in the best position to like succeed in life you want to be in like class a graduate Mm -hmm. as a member of class a um but uh in order in order to do that there's lots of uh like obstacles and stuff Sorry, Lex, right. I kind of hijacked your thing. No, you can... no, yeah, because I could not remember. I couldn't remember everything. But it was really good, and I really liked it. Um, for manga, um, I would, I'm going to have to make a Yaoi recommendation for, for manga. Um, it's, there's one called Walk on Water. It's really good. It's currently ongoing. Um, I don't know. Spencer, I don't know if you read it because – um, I was posting chapter updates for a while. Um, for what? And it's Walk on Water. It's the one with Glenn and Ed, and Ed is um, Glenn is a porn um director, and Ed Whoa. is <laughs> spicy, spicy. Yeah. And Ed is a Ed is a is a he's like I don't want to say like twenty five, and Glenn is like thirty two or some shit like that, and. Ed owes a lot of money to um, his childhood friend, and so he is looking to make some money to get out of debt, and he ends up in porn, and um, him and Glenn end up falling in love with each other, of course. Um, but it's really good, and it actually has a really wonderful plot. Um, that's that's low-key awesome. 
Yeah, and the the I sex scenes are very explicit, so it's awesome. Okay, we're on it. <laughs> oh, does well, right, does Wade right listen now. to me sound like a '90s? Does it seem like a '90s romantic comedy to anybody? Yeah. 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 I like it though. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, I like it. Just it gives me that feel. Like you should, you should read it. I am. I mean, I I mean, if we're giving wild things, let me me talk this one in the ring. Oh hell yeah! I made a, I made a post about it, but I'm saying it again. I cannot recommend Domestic Girlfriend enough. I can't. (laughs) I I I watched that. Watching it sucks. I'm sorry, uh-huh. it does. But it's uh-huh. like once you once you read it, it's a whole different experience because it's not from the it's not from the point of view of like, oh, we're not related, so it's okay. It's uh-huh. like there's probably like three or four chapters of one person like thinking, oh, should I do this? Should I not do this? Who is it going to affect? Who is it going to hurt? At the end of the day, whose happiness is more important? Mine's or my parents, my friends, anybody else around me, and then and then things things take a drastic turn out of nowhere. Yep. And from, but the thing is, from that drastic turn, it doesn't stop. It literally doesn't stop. If you blink, you'll miss it. It's mm-hmm. just as time goes on, the the more you try to read it, the more you end up reading it, you'll forget that they're related. Mm-hmm. You need to remind yourself of that. Because I I don't, but it's actually like, it's actually really good. I I just wish that they they did better with the animation, and they they showed the how strong the relationship was rather than oh you know this is so crazy my clothes are coming off wow <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were related oh it's not my blood so it's okay then have <laughs> sex with me on each on no it's not like that it's, it's like it's okay. actually. Yeah, it's it's actually well thought out. You don't gotta and say, "Hey, chill." No, no, no. Like okay. after a while, you start to understand why everyone thinks the way they do, and it's it's nothing. No one's being selfish either. Everyone's trying to be. They're trying to make the best out of a bad situation, really. Because okay. I mean, had not to one not go to that mixer, none of this would happen. Mm. It's what I'd like to say, but no. You um you mentioned earlier um uh Wave listened to me and uh, sing yesterday for me. Yes. Yes, they were both really good. Yeah. What did you um like what what about what about those shows you think would appeal to to listeners? I think I think if you love a good comedy the first three episodes, the first two episodes of Wave Listen to Me, you'll be on the floor laughing. It's yeah. it's genuinely hilarious. It's funny. And it's one thing I've noticed is that I've never heard anybody speak Japanese so quickly. And it's, it's like without, without even biting her tongue, she does it effortlessly. Oh, yeah. And, and, and when I noticed that, I was like, okay, I'm I'm kind of interested in it. And now I'm interested in pretty much her her plight to do what she wants to do, because because like in the beginning you saw how things are gonna end up being, but I'm now interested in seeing the journey. How how is that gonna happen? Yeah, seeing yesterday just 
I, I, we talked about this before, but I don't know what it is. But I can't keep my eyes away from it. What's uh, for those for those who don't know, like what's that show about? Like, uh, so the bare bones. So ba- at least. So basically, the story is basically about this one guy, as it, tur- as it turns out to be more about multiple different characters throughout their um, their young adult life, you know, like fresh out of college, and some of them are dealing with, you know, jobs, what they want to do, et cetera, et cetera. Then you have this one character meet, I, I, can, I cannot remember her name. Haru? But Haru, yeah, who who was a drop a dropout student that works at a cafe. And it's it's been like ever since the, our main character, our main male character, who names is forgetting me, ever since he met her, things have been kind of interesting, along with his old crush slash old classmate who is now her teach her old teacher. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it gets pretty interesting because then you start to see why everyone's like. I don't know how it is for you, Max, but for me, every one episode was about one particular person. It's kind of like you saw how you saw Haru thinks, you saw how the teacher thinks, you saw how he thinks. And weirdly enough, a lot of the lines, a lot of the delivery, a lot of the things that were said kind of hit a little too too close to home. Like, it was things I had to literally pause watching was like, 